I understand there is a slight adjustment <laughs> that we're going to be making to that so that uh, so that everybody can play. Yeah, right? that's that's one of the joys of uh, living and playing basketball in Alaska is uh, you can plan as best you can but then you never know what's going to happen with the airlines and the flights and stuff so yeah. um, <laughs> our, our team out of anchorage uh, eagle river uh, was unable to get in on their flight last night due to maybe a mechanical or staffing or something with alaska airlines um so that really kind of shifts the whole tournament because the flight they were able to get on doesn't get them until 9 30 tonight and they were scheduled to play us as the host um at 7 p.m so so uh, I guess if you're out there listening, grab a pen and uh, mark some changes down for your, your plans tonight to come to the gym. So there will not be a 1 p.m. game. We're going to shift that girls game of Haynes against New Mexico to 3 p.m. And then uh, East Anchorage and J.D. will play at 5. And this means J.D. will play against Auburn Mountain View tonight at 7 instead of Eagle River, as we had original, right. originally planned. Um, Tomorrow's 3 p.m. game will then be Auburn Mountain View against New Mexico and Eagle River against JD at 7 for the boys. And then on uh, Friday, that means we're adding a game, which is traditionally a day off. We have um, a tour for the the uh, visiting players. Um, and we have a shooting contest and a banquet, but now we're going to add a game at 7 o'clock uh, on Friday night, that'll be Eagle River against Auburn Mountainside. Now and is, that'll is, put us back on the schedule for, for okay. Saturday. Everything will be fine. And it really, the only impact on the girls' side of the schedule is the time change today, moving the girls' 1 o'clock game to 3 o'clock. All right. So, All right. Fair enough. Now, uh, as far as the Capital City Classic goes, which is this? How many years has this been going on? Yikes. Yikes! Um, <laughs> there have been... A couple of years where there was what we would call a break in service uh, for one reason right. or another, but we are we're deep into the 30s on this one. Really, I would have to go back and look. Yeah, it's one of the longest running tournaments in the state. Uh, the Joe Floyd out of Kodiak, I believe, is the longest running tournament in the state. All right, that's been 40 or 42 years or something. But we're right in the mix too for for how many. Wow. years we've had this yeah, and it's it's awesome because we we get to bring in teams from out of state we're very fortunate this year to have uh several teams from down south um and we we love having those teams come in and experience alaska uh, i was talking with coach k of auburn or yeah auburn mountain view yesterday and he said that uh his team was actually pretty disappointed we didn't have snow on the ground <laughs> <laughs> so we're hoping well, they get some while they're here yeah now how many teams are coming this year all together what do we have three on the boys side three on the girls side plus the jd teams okay and uh how many from out of state two two yeah right the girls girls new mexico from new mexico so how do we decide which teams get to come and be a part of the capital city classic (laughs) hundreds of phone calls (laughs) lots of um emails we've even considered you know dropping leaflets over highly populated areas <laughs> you just spread the word as best you can and right um when coach nizek and i are on the road we're often talking with teams and anybody we come across and putting feelers out there trying to all right generate some interest and usually the interest is very high especially when we're down south we just came back from vegas on the boys side and um 
had a had a good tournament down there and was talking with coaches. The interest is is there. The the coaches really want to do it. They want to give those kids the experience of coming to Alaska. It's just the reality becomes a little more difficult when they got to try to start putting the fundraising together, and, right? And, right. And look at the logistics of it. But we, you know, we lo- we love that it happens, and there's teams that are willing to do it. Um, Coach K at uh, Auburn Mountain View, he he cold called us. He had heard about the tournament through somebody else, and he asked if he could come. And wow, and, yeah, and we, we had a spot. And then New Mexico seems like a reach, um, but actually, a JD alum. Chad Jones is uh, their athletic director, and so he grew up here and graduated from JDHS back in 95. Okay. And so he had always kind of kept the tournament in the back of his mind as an opportunity for his programs. Excellent, excellent. Now, uh, with all that said, have we always had teams from out of state during, uh, since the the beginning or the inception of of, uh, Capital City Classic, or has it always been an in-state, southeast kind of a thing? and then expanded out of state no it's always done that it's always brought yeah. teams from from outside yeah and teams from far away is louisiana and new york um wow. we've had australian teams come really back, yeah back in the late 90s early 2000s somewhere in there teams from australia were wow. coming um teams from canada yeah we've that's always been a goal is to provide something unique for okay. the community so okay. Um, you know, and it's not just about the basketball. That's one reason for everyone to get in the gym. But it's really uh, it showcases a lot of school events and programs and stuff with like the cheer team, who's amazing. Um, our, you know, national and international champion dance team, and and then our pep band that's always doing a great job up there, keeping us going. So okay, a lot of programs. All right, excellent. And now, where when these kids come to come to town, where do they stay? <laughs> How are we figuring this out? You want to handle that one, <laughs> Coach Nizek? Well, we we give them options. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like the out of state teams always choose a choose a hotel. Um, oftentimes, and I don't know the situation with the air, uh, the the breakwater, but that was always a popular one because they could just walk across. Um, walk across the street and, and go to their shoot-arounds and games, and they were, they were close. Uh, it seems like a trend for the um, some of the Alaska teams that come through. Some will stay at the school. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, just I, keeps the cost down for I, everybody. Yeah, you know, I, I remember when I was in high school, when I, when I was participating in any kind of a sports event, if we were on the road, we would be hosted by a host family. Uh, and that that seems to have kind of gone away uh, in, in recent years. But uh, so I'm, I'm kind of curious how that yeah. works now. Um, we have uh, how many how many we got in here? Six. We got six players in here. You guys want to uh, introduce yourselves and uh, tell us who you are and what you're what you're doing. Anybody can start. Anybody. It's radio. Don't be shy. <laughs> yeah. Don't be shy. Just Speak. go up to the mic. Uh, I'm Myla Hargrave uh, with the girls' basketball team. Okay. And I'm Alan Carrillo with the boys' basketball team. The rest of you? I'm Joel Essigoy, part of the boys' basketball team. I'm Raina Tugwood with the girls' basketball team. I'm Chloe Casperson with the girls' basketball team. And I'm Sean Oliver with the boys' basketball team. All right. All right. Well, uh, good, to, good to meet you guys. Now, uh, you guys you guys are looking for – have you – you're looking forward to this particular tournament, but you've got a regular season coming up, don't you? Yes. Yeah. How many games you got? Do you know? How many do you have lined up? 
25. 20, you have 25 games. What about the girls' teams? 23. 23. So that's a lot of games. All right. All right. You guys excited about the season? For sure. How do you think you're going to do? Who, who's your Who's your biggest uh, rival at this point? Probably Ketchikan. Ketchikan? Okay. Always Ketchikan. Kings? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we have... Uh, Somebody on the line, I see that we just got the phone call in. Mike Clasby, uh, you there, sir? Hello there. Hey, Mike. Mike, I'm going to have you talk a little louder into your phone. Well, I can try and talk. I thought I always talked too loud. <laughs> hmm. uh, well, not in this case. Not in this case. Uh, Mike Clasby, you're calling from out of state. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've got Coach Nizek, Coach Casperson, and six players on, on, the, on the mics right now, sir. So uh, you had some questions for them? Well, I was trying to stream you so I knew what you already talked about. And uh, unfortunately, my streaming worked all morning until about 20 minutes ago, and so I couldn't hear any of the beginning of the show. Ah, well, we, we but, we've covered we've covered uh, some some uh, uh, adjustments in the schedule. There's one of the teams that couldn't make it in; uh, they're not going to make it in until late. So it's Eagle River, and they're not going to be able to play in today's uh, tournament. So I think they're going to be adjusted to Friday. Um, so we have, that's about all we've covered. We've covered a, uh, a couple of the schedule adjustments and where the teams are from. And, and, uh, and I know that you had some questions of your own that you wanted to, to uh, pass along. Well, what I was curious about, and I've talked to Robert and Tanya. Actually, Tanya was the first coach that I interviewed and then called her game back in 2013, I think it was. And then, of course, I did the boys game after that, and it was Coach Blasco. And then the following weekend, I was down at JDHS 10 years ago, and I got to meet, I think, Leslie Knight was coaching the girls, the girls' Lady Bears, and Kafferson was coaching the boys, and that was my first introduction to them. And then I kind of dropped off the map in regards to sports in, after COVID, and so this is my first interaction back with them. Uh, you know, I'm still doing contract work for the radio station, but... Did you guys cover um, tomorrow night's uh, discussion in regards to the memory of? Uh, no, coaching? no, no. We have not. We have not covered that. Not yet. And uh, we're going to get to that after the break. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're going to. I'll tell you what, Mike. Why don't we go ahead and take a break, and uh, we'll discuss that before we go back on the air, and we'll we'll attack that when we come back. Perfect. I'll be sitting here waiting for All you. All right. Sounds good. It is eight. 29. Keep your ears right here. More with the coaches and Mike Clasby after this. It's 8.33. This is the Morning Brew on KINY 800 AM 94.9 FM. On the line, we've got JDHS basketball players and coaches, Coach Nizek and Coach Casperson. And on the line, we have Mike Clasby. Uh, Mike, you, uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about the late, great George Houston and what's going on there, right? Well, it was a sad story, and I saw Robert Skolskatripson, and I stopped by the gym in November, and we got talking, and I asked about George. I had no idea what had happened, and that was a big deal for everybody. And for any of you that might not know, we're going to be talking about the uh, the history of Coach Houston. And, Robert, I think uh, tonight you guys are going to 
do an introduction in between the ladies' game with Coach and Isaac and the start of the boys' game at 7 o'clock? Correct, yeah. We have a essentially a little acknowledgement um, event about the naming of the gym in Coach Houston's honor that's going to happen. So uh, we would love for everybody to show up in force for that. Um, it's been promoted as a, a, a red night to wear red if people can. Um, the 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 tournament shirts are red this year and um, there's going to be decorations around the gym and everything and we're going to have a little a program um, and we'll we'll acknowledge the naming of the gym for Coach Houston's honor and everything he did for this community. You know, not just his 32 years of teaching, but um, he wasn't born here, but he definitely was raised here and uh, there's a there's a shirt that we have somewhere along the line that says black and red till I'm dead and that, that was Coach Houston to a T. You know, he bled uh, you know, for the Crimson Bears, and um, yeah, just a, a very special man. I'm very honored to have had uh, the opportunity to spend so much time with him in my life, and he had a, a major impact on uh, on me and, now, and many others. Now, Coach Casperson was well, was you, was George George Houston. He made uh, what Coach of the Year two or three times in Alaska, right? Yeah, three times. Three in, times in Alaska. Yeah, two times state champion. Um, Eleven time. Uh, region champion um, what was it like 279 wins to 85 losses and stuff wow. like he just highly successful um, you know extremely passionate about the game and uh, and sharing the game too he, he didn't quit coaching after he retired he just uh, volunteered in, in a number of different ways you know he, he helped his niece Jeannie over at the uh, middle school at Zantikahini um, coaching those kids in that program he, he started helping hoop time basketball as a coach in their developmental program it's a AAU program here in town and then he was always around for us um well you played for him didn't you coach? oh gosh yeah I, I mean i did. did i mostly practiced but every now and then he'd let me on the when, floor so when did you graduate and he also coached carlos boozer who i believe yeah. is going to be coming up in january to pay a tribute to Coach Houston, I mean, yeah. how did that play out? Did you got Did you guys see what was coming with Boozer? And did <laughs> was he? How was he? Were there was there any different treatment? What was the interaction with Coach Houston when he saw the talent that he had? Well, I would absolutely say, like as a credit to Coach Houston, there was no special treatment. Uh, you know, Carlos ran the same sprints that everybody else ran, and um, but he saw he saw. The potential there carlos was a six five freshman like just all arms and legs maybe 175 pounds as a freshman um, i'm not sure anybody could have looked at him then and predicted that he was going to turn into a six nine 240 pound man beast uh his senior year and uh but it was it was pretty fun he was a freshman when i was a senior i graduated in 96 um he worked hard you know and and that was kind of a hallmark of any coach Houston led team was, was they were going to work hard and, and always have a chance to win uh, where maybe they might not have as much talent, but they were certainly going to compete. Um, and so, you know, then you put some talent on top of that and, and the sky's the limit. And that's where, you know, winning a couple state championships under coach Houston and, and everything and all the accolades that followed. And, you know, he ended up coach Houston, you know, through his on floor, exploits with the teams and stuff he was um enshrined in two hall of fames one for asa and one for the alaska association of basketball coaches so yeah 
Excellent. So, uh, you know, you you got to play with him and uh, watch him watch him grow when you graduated ahead of him. Uh, he impacted everybody, not only in Juneau but all around the state of Alaska, as far up as Fairbanks. And Coach Nizik, you were going to JDHS, I think, at the time Houston was there, and uh, he was the boys' coach. But what impact did he have on on ladies' basketball and you particularly? Oh, he had a large impact on. Um on all of us, I mean, being a PE teacher at the school, you always ran into him. You you didn't ever walk through the gym without seeing him. Um, and he always had input, whether, you know, uh, our coach asked for it or not. He always had input for our women's team. And uh, and even coaching the last couple of years at JD, uh, he's always in the gym. He offers to referee or alumni games or just any scrimmages that we have and he's just very involved and he has wonderful things to say and and uh input to to all of our athletes excellent that's awesome and you know he was so involved in everything i mean i first met him doing broadcast and i actually asked him a couple times if he'd help me with the game he was busy doing other things, so I, I only a couple times got him. I got him. I got to do an interview with him at halftime or whatever um, during a game up in the booth at JDHS. But then he started doing play by play when Larry was video was doing the video system for uh, the Bears, and he was ended up doing all that. And I used to, well, I'd take my breaks, and he would not take a break. He'd be going, and I'd love to sit there and listen to him. I mean, the guy was just uh, intimately knowledgeable about everything. I think he actually. Uh, Coach Casper, didn't he, in, in his time, whether it was volunteer or paid, coach every single grade from kindergarten <laughs> on up to whatever basketball they oh, had uh, involved in? Of course, absolutely. You know, especially through the camp work um, that would happen in the summers and everything. He, yeah, he was always there. He was a fixture uh, in the gym, uh, which, you know, those games that you're mentioning when he'd be up on the radio, I, they, I always – those games made me nervous because I, I never knew what he was going to say when he was on the radio during those games about our performance or anything like that. Um, and one of the great things about Coach Houston, as Coach Isaac mentioned, was he always did offer his feedback and his input. You know, he had a, a real sharp mind for the game and saw it uh, much more clearly than I ever will. And uh, so he would he worked with our program and our current players you know, right up until the summer, like he, he would see them and he'd help them out. He'd talk to them. He always had, you know, some pointers for them on things they could do differently. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me around the state, like if I was intimidated or anything by having him come around and, and stuff like that, which um, I, I suppose like I could have been. But honestly, like through the friendship and the relationship of uh, having played for him and then worked for him, um, I looked at it like I'd be a fool. He lives you know, he used to live 100 feet from the gym. I'd be a fool not to have a Hall of Fame coach who's willing to give us, you know, some pointers come down to my practices. You know, they're like, why wouldn't I use that resource? And it's not about me and my ego. It's about helping the kids reach their potential. So um, he was still a big part of what we did. Uh, and his loss is, is going to be greatly felt in our program uh, this year and beyond. Right. Well, it's really hard to be intimidated by somebody that knows what they're doing. They want to share that in, that knowledge with everybody that they come in touch with. They never are there to be critical. They're only there to be productively yes. putting what can make you better. And he was just a great guy. Yeah. And so we'll be we'll be covering the uh, Monday, January eighth uh, 
memorial service. Do you want to just touch on that a little bit? And then we'll be following up at, on KINY and other stations mm-hmm. to remind people whether they are from Juno and know about basketball, whether they knew Coach Houston or not. It's going to be something that we really want to impart into the community on that celebration at 5 o'clock on Monday, January 8th. Yeah, you know, um, we're gonna, that's going to be held in the JDHS gymnasium, which has now been named the George Houston Gymnasium in his honor. Is that honor. official? That is official as of December 12th, uh, and that's a, a big part of what we're doing tonight. Um, in the, uh, just before tip-off of the boys' game, we're going to have just a little acknowledgement or ceremony. It's not much of a ceremony, I guess, but more of an acknowledgement um, of the gym being named in his honor. Uh, it was a unanimous decision at the school board, which which uh, brought a lot of smiles and, and uh, even some tears of joy to those in attendance. And, um, yeah, so we're going to go through that tonight. And, and just one thing I want to touch on with that before I speak to the memorial coming up is uh, – Tonight's game, we're asking if people can that they wear red, and that's in honor. Tell them why. Tell yeah, them why. that's in honor of Coach Houston. Um, it was a pretty tightly held secret, I guess. Like, you know, it wasn't widely promoted that uh, whenever whenever Coach Houston believed we were get, like playing in a big game, he had a specific sweater that he would wear, and it was a red sweater. And uh, he wouldn't necessarily tell the coaching staff or the or the kids that he thought it was a big game he would just show up to the gym in his red sweater. And uh, we knew. We knew when we saw that, that it was on. And he was going to be dialed in, and we had to be ready to match his intensity. Um, So a lot of the pictures you'll see, especially if you see uh, anything from his state tournaments and stuff, he's wearing that red sweater. (laughs) And uh, funny story behind that, his niece, when when Coach Houston retired from teaching and coaching, his niece Jeannie went, to his house and actually stole the sweater from his closet <laughs> and uh we got it framed in a in a big shadow box thing and, and had it uh displayed in the gym for a little bit there um and he was mad <laughs> he was not happy i guess he was looking for his sweater one day and he had no idea that she had taken it and he just thought he had lost it or something but then he saw it at his uh retirement ceremony and stuff and and uh, it made him chuckle oh you know? good so that was fun. Good. But in, in regards to the memorial, um, you know, it's going to be held in his gymnasium. Uh, and it's we are anticipating, you know, upwards of a thousand people. It's going to be set up like a graduation with uh, the floor protectors down and chairs out on the main court. And so we'll try to have as many people as we can. Um, the fire department's going to be involved because he was a longtime volunteer firefighter uh, ascending very high in their ranks. And, you know, I, it's my understanding that they're gonna have a little uh display for him also um i've been in touch with a lot of alumni that are planning on flying back for the for the memorial one of those being carlos he plans on being here um yeah it's it's excellent it's going to be very fitting of a man that had a, a massive impact not only on juno as a educator and a coach but also on the state yeah yeah um, Mike, we're going to have to get going. We're going to wrap up the conversation. Uh, thank you for calling in and joining the conversation with Coach Casperson, Coach Nizek, and the players. Well, and, Michael, uh, th- 
thanks for letting me on. I yeah. didn't mean to railroad your show. No. <laughs> Tanya and Robert, I think, are friends to me first, and it's so nice to be back involved with them. And they're coaches to the community and to the Bears, boys and girls. And I wish you all the luck, best luck in the Capital City Classic. I wish I could be there, but I'm in Savannah, Georgia, seeing my daughter and grandkids. I haven't seen them for five years, and it's a lot nicer weather here than well. I bet it is there. But you all take care, and <laughs> Happy New Year. Thanks very much for letting me be involved. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Mike. We'll be seeing you soon, sir. All right. Bye for now. Bye-bye. There you go, Mike Clasby. Uh, Coaches and players, thank you guys so much for joining us uh, today on KINY. And uh, looking forward. What what time's the first game? 3? 3 p.m. 3 o'clock. We'll be carrying the 5 and 7 p.m. games here on KINY today, tomorrow, and Saturday. And uh, we're going to see. I don't think there's going to be any adjustments to those games at this point. Uh, that I'm aware of. No, just the addition of the 7 p.m. Okay. game on Friday. Excellent. So. Excellent. All right. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. And be good to see you on the, on the court tonight, and I'm um, looking forward to it. It is the Capital City Classic. Kicks off today, 3 o'clock, and uh, you can go catch it, J.D., okay, and at the George Houston Gym. How about that? That's right. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Has a great <laughs> ring to it. It does, doesn't it? It is 847. Good morning. We'll take a look at the weather next.